The following pre-recorded program is paid for by SSI Guardian. Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg with your host, psychologist and author, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Living Well with Dr. Peg explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics brought to you by SSI Guardian. Living Well with Dr. Peg shares effective and practical psychological strategies based on biblical principles for living well and staying safe. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat. Visit drpegradio.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Hello, listeners. I'm blessed to be back with you for another episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, which is brought to you every week by our sponsor, SSI Guardian. I'm coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and streaming around the world online and from your smartphone apps. And if you missed last week's episode or any episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, be sure to go to drpegradio.com for the program archives, and you can also listen to a variety of topics ranging from the mental, mental health uh, to managing your finances to making behavior changes. And we know it's springtime, one of my favorite seasons, and what a great time to work on your goals and spring forward. If you want to experience lasting change in this season of your life, I'd like to invite you to register for one of my upcoming Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreats and the next one is saturday june 17th you'll enjoy a full day of refreshment personal reflection and strategic planning and can schedule a private individual retreat or a small group retreat and in your personal transformation retreat we'll explore where you are where you want to go and identify what's holding you back and you'll leave with an individualized plan to accelerate your personal transformation and help you spring into your new season I'd also like to remind you about my book, Do Something Different for a Change, a self-help book detailing effective psychological strategies based on biblical principles to help you to identify and overcome the common barriers to change and to experience lasting change and transformation in your life. Go to drpegradio.com to buy your copy and to reserve your spot in a Do Something Different for a Change personal transformation retreat. Well, let me give you a statistic that... um, is uh, an interesting statistic. Uh, 40% of married couples with children in the U.S. are step-family couples. But sadly, step-family couples divorce at a higher rate. But what if you could keep your step-family together forever just by learning some helpful principles and strategies about blended families? Well, my guests today have that very information to share with you. Derek and Yvette Burkhalter are married and in a blended family. And they're going to share their journey with us to being blessed and blended. Derek and Yvette Burkhalter, thank you for being on the show. And Derek, we have you on the phone. Welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this. All right. Great. Right, already. And we're just getting started. And Yvette is here with me in the studio. Hi, yes, Yvette. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, thanks so much for being available to be here and share your uh, wisdom and experiences, and then a lot of things that you've learned along the way because you've put in the effort and time for personal study. doesn't come easy, does it? No, it does not. (laughs) Well, great. Well, share a little bit about yourselves and um, how you arrived at being a step family, if you want to go back to, um, you know, the union from which your current children came and um, just kind of how you all met and decided to get married. And why don't we start with Derek first on the phone, since he's so excited having fun already. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, um, I've been previously married twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one child from her marriage. And um, after my second divorce, I decided to wait until God sends me a mate that I know would work for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I met Yvette, it felt like a felt like a blessing. It felt oh. like a glove that really fit. Oh, right. So we dated for a while, and uh, we decided to get married after after a year uh, of courting. Okay. And I think I want to get a little more in depth into that in just a minute. But let me hear from Yvette, just kind of what you, what was kind of in your baggage when you showed up. And <laughs> Well, we all have baggage, Yvette. <laughs> Not that I saw you dragging a backpack or anything, but kind of what did you bring with, mm-hmm. along with you, including, obviously, you have a, a child as well. Right. Um, when I met Derek, I was single. I've been, this is my first marriage with mm-hmm. Derek. And I had a, a son. And so, um, and I, when when I was, when I got married, I got married later in my life. Mm. But before I decided that I wanted to do that, I, do this, I asked God, I said, well, you know, I'm so much older, you know, maybe I should just stay single. Mm. I mean, no one's going to top you, Jesus, you know, so then you and me. <laughs> and then, um, but then I just felt, well, you know, Lord, I, I just trust you. Mm. And so, and I, and I, when I was looking for a, a mate, I said, God, I want you to find the, the right man for me, but I do want him to have a servant's heart. And when mm. I met Derek, he had a servant's mm-hmm. heart. And so I just, you know, I just, I didn't know right away because I'm very cautious, mm-hmm. but it was just hard to, to not go give in. Like, I know God, <laughs> this is the one for me. Yes. So. so you had made up your mind before you met Derek that you were open yeah. and ready and interested in getting married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Derek, you were interested as well, but it sounds like you both said, you know what, Lord, um, I, I may not have done it right or perfect the first time or other relationships I'm going to let you select. That's correct. Yeah, good. So um, talk about when you first decided to get married. Uh, what were some of the conversations uh, and things that you took into consideration, not only just to get married, you know, later later in life as, as mature adults, uh, but especially considering you both have children. Uh, Derek? Well, <clears throat> well um, when I met Yvette, I had to let her know that I was previously married twice, and um, I've been through a blended family before. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, it didn't turn out so well. And um, I've experienced um, some things about the upbringing of children and the discussions spouses spouses have concerning children of the opposite of the um, of the other spouse. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be a challenge. And they were. There were situations where I had to back out and situations where I had to step in. So in our situation, I explained to her, these are the, these are the ways that I was going to handle certain things and find out if she agreed with it or not. And um, a lot of times we found out that we have the same ideas, but we have different ways of doing things. And mm-hmm. that caused frictions between us as well as the upbringing of her son. So therefore, what we decided to do is discuss it and then allow her to relay the message to him so that way it has a more clearer and definite understanding. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you had not had those conversations in advance and the first time Derek decided, you know, mm-hmm. this is how I want to operate or parent and come to find out it was different than perhaps how you might have wanted to execute it. So very valuable to have those conversations in advance, huh, Yvette? Yeah. But I have to say that it's one thing to discuss it. It's another (laughs) thing when you're living it. 
you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, because um, we do parent different. Mm. We do parent different. And that's why we need the discussion. Because I think he thinks I'm too easy. Mm-hmm. And I think he's too strict. So. Okay. And Derek, mm-hmm. your children, are are they grown? Are they adults? I have one that is grown. Mm-hmm. And she's 30. And she's studying to be a uh, LPN. Mm-hmm. And then I have one the same age as, as Jocelyn. Okay. That's uh, Okay. So, uh, it's a it's a little it's a little different in, in raising males versus females, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's it takes time it takes time and it takes cooperation from both ends in order to make things work out correctly. Right, and so I think that's probably not unusually that even in the original biological family where mothers in general I think maybe tend to be a little more on the soft side and nurturing and um, kind of you know compassionate and forgiving and uh, especially um, you know when we're dealing with male children um, we're going to interact with them differently as mothers than fathers will so I think there's already going to be that difference in a biological original family and so it probably gets exacerbated because it's a stepfather you know um, I can imagine some of the maybe you didn't have the arguments out loud, but some of the thoughts going through your right. head of, you know, this is my son and <laughs> you're being too strict. And Derek probably thinking, Derek, uh, you know, this is how you raise boys into men. Right, Derek? That is correct. <laughs> quite, quite a, we had a quite a quite a number of conversations concerning that issue there. Yeah. But um, I understood where she was coming from. And, you know, based on their length of time together. Which was uh, which was a tremendous amount of time because when I met them, or rather when I first met Yvette and, and Justin, he was eleven going on twelve. Mm-hmm. So he was pretty much settled in the way that he was being brought up. Mm. So so to jump in automatically would disrupt his life and then give him a shock as to what uh, a married couple really looked like. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting dynamic. Not only Yvette, you, it had just been you and your son for 11, 12 years, um, but to actually uh, see this is how adult married couples interact. And so that might have been just as much of an adjustment for you all, certainly an adjustment for your son, Yvette, and your daughter, uh, Derek. Yes, mm-hmm. it was an adjustment. Because the first year, I didn't, I, I just didn't expect it. I was just like, and I kid, I teased Derek about this, and I said, "Well, I know God doesn't bamboozle people, but <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? This is not what I expected." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. So you had some conversations and took some things into consideration. Um, in addition to conversation, d- did you take any other steps to be prepared? You know, how do you ever prepare yourself? And we're going to talk about right. some some strategies and information to be intentionally prepared. But did you do anything else in the other than conversation to prepare yourself? No. And that's why I think we, Derek and I decided to have this ministry because we were not prepared at all. Mm. And then when we did some homework, we did study mm-hmm. after, because mm-hmm. we're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And we knew that we were not the only ones going through this. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to look at different curriculums and, and, and just find out. And we realized that we're not the only ones. We realized that our ex- expectations were just too high. Mm-hmm. I was expecting the Brady Bunch. That's yeah. what I was expecting. Yeah. And I didn't get that. Yeah. And I thought there was something wrong with us. Yeah. 
Well, and even the Brady Bunch had conflict, but they always yeah, resolved always it within off. 30 minutes, exactly. didn't they? And yeah. they had a maid. So I think <laughs> that takes a lot of the pressure off. Maybe if we all as blended families had maids, uh, and, and I say that tongue in cheek, but I think I mean, yeah. that actually might help a little bit. I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. Derek, did you prepare yourself um, prior to um, getting married to actually have a blended family? Because you said you had been married before in a blended family. So had you done any preparation in those relationships? Well, you know, I actually thought I did. But when I when we found this material on how, how a blended family really works mm-hmm. and what 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 you need to do in order to make it work, um, no, I really didn't have any type of tutelage that I can bring to the marriage to help make it Mm -hmm. We just kind of do what we've always done or how we were raised. Right. (laughs) And for me in in a, in a blended family, I'm remarried as well. I I have to resist the urge to say, well, you know, I have two grown kids who turned out pretty well, you know, and I I do happen to be a psychologist. You know, I have to bite my tongue on those things because even that experience, Mm -hmm. it's different children, different circumstances, um, and what you, you know, sometimes the things that I studied in graduate school really aren't relevant to the unique situation and personalities uh, that, that we're in currently. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's helpful to have some um, specific blended family, step family information. Um, and we'll, we'll get into um, the resources that are available. And that's that's why I have you on the show today. I'm talking with uh, Derek and Yvette Burkhalter, and they're a blended family um, with three children between yeah. you. And um, how many years have you guys been married now? Over three years. Over three years. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. But it just feels like a blink of an eye, right, right Derek? <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like in the beginning? And you're, you're talking kind of about um, maybe some of the gender differences or, or um, parenting style differences that you felt Derek was a bit strict. You thought you were a bit soft. Um, but how was how was it like in the beginning, and how was that different from dating? Because I think that's one of the things that you think you're the only one, right? Mm-hmm. And you, like you said, did God bamboozle me? What's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. But how how was being married in the beginning different from dating, Yvette? Well, I, when we were dating, I mean, him, my son, and and Derek got along great, <laughs> you know? and then for what's the whatever reason. Derek, maybe can explain it. I don't know. It, it it changed and it it changed quickly, you know. Mm. So I just and that was I just didn't understand what happened. And so and I'll have to to tell you my expectations again was very high because when you're a single mom with a male child, you're looking for that father figure for your son. And yeah, you know, I probably looking back hindsight, maybe I put too much pressure, too much ex- mm. expectation on Derek, but. Um, I just thought he was going to, oh, not only is he a great man for me, but he's great for my son. And then we got married. And I think the fact that now it's 24-7, we're under one roof, mm-hmm. 24-7. And and I think you can deal with some things if it's only for an hour or two. Right. But when you're living with it every day, then it's different. Yeah. And I think there may be kind of that perception of, oh, this is fun, you know, Uncle Derek, mom's right. friend, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, versus, oh, my goodness, this is a disciplinarian in my home. Uh, who's here every day telling me what to do and what not to yeah. do. Uh, Derek, how was it different uh, for you, dating versus those well, early early months in your first well, years? Uh, you and Yvette hit it right on the nose. <laughs> uh, when, we're date, when we're dating, you're only there temporarily, so mm-hmm. you only get to see the front side of each other. And the, the, the one that's 
visiting usually just comes to visit and, you know, just participate on a sometime basis. But once we got married, that sometime basis became permanent. So now you're seeing things from sunrise to sunset. And then there, <laughs> there are some discrepancies that you're starting to notice more frequently and more often. And, it, you know, it's just not the, the way that you are brought up or the way that you're used to having things done. And so it, it brings a little tension mm-hmm. because you have to learn, as you stated before, that each child learns differently. And they have their own pace and their own style. So you can't raise one the same as you raised previously. Yeah. And that was a and that takes that takes some adjusting, especially for the adults. Because mm-hmm. it's not just we, go in, without, we go in with our mind made up on how things are gonna work. Yeah. And we tend to put a lot of focus on the children in the blended family um, scenario. And we'll talk in our next segment about the marriage relationship um, of the two adults who 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 created all this (laughs) drama (laughs) and confusion to begin with, as we do tend to focus so much on parenting and so much on trying to get the children to conform Mm -hmm. to how each of us as adults or or parents in our own right would be, would do things. And and that, that really kind of is out of balance, out of order, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. So did uh, your children have any particular uh, challenges that you would feel comfortable talking about or sharing that we might be able to learn from um, other than perhaps um, your son, Yvette, reacting to say, to, to feel like, um, Derek was being too strict on him uh, because uh, Derek, your your daughter uh, doesn't live with you full time, right? That is correct. Right. So, so you're the day to day presence in um, Jason's life, uh, Yvette's uh, son, um, whereas your daughter comes um, for periods of time um, throughout the year. So, have they had challenges in particular? Um, dealing with that and even um, developing their sibling relationship, which I think sometimes gets overlooked mm-hmm. as well. Derek, you want to speak well, to I, that? Yes. Well, actually, um, my daughter, my daughter came twice and since we've been married, and that's because of other circumstances that would take another show. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but um, the siblings, they, they tend to get along pretty well in the beginning, but as they got to learn each other, you know, they had their discrepancies as as well. So mm-hmm. it was a challenge there was, you know, one being male, the other being female. Sure. And one is used to being on their own because he's the only child. And then my daughter is used to being the one in charge. <laughs> she's in charge of other people. So their heads kind of butted on a lot of issues. Yes. But um, for the most part, I would say it was um, it was it was kind of strenuous, but you know, growing up with children, um, you have those uh, you have those discrepancies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was you know, and, and it was unfair to them, the, the kids, because I mean, his daughters didn't. I mean, I was their stepmother automatically. Mm-hmm. They didn't get a chance to get to know me or anything like that. So to their credit, I mean, it was hard for them to. The, the the grown adult daughter and the daughter that's the teenager they didn't know me and mm-hmm. so I have to, I had to to allow for that mm-hmm. you know that wasn't really fair to them that they you know all of a sudden they got a stepmother yeah Boom, yeah you know? yeah and that's kind of maybe where that um, cliche 
you know, and, and kind of stereotype comes from of the quote-unquote evil stepmother, right. you know, um, there, there's sometimes some truth in, well, where did these things come from anyway? Did, they didn't just come out of the blue. Mm-hmm. But it's probably a reaction to some of these challenges um, in blending our families and um, bringing, you know, different sets of people and children together. It's hard enough for adults Right. who have no children, never been married before, getting married to, to one another for the first time to blend their lives and right. to make those adjustments. And then we throw children in the mix who have even less experience um, coping with their emotions and transitions yes. than we do as adults. So um, I, I appreciate that you're kind of giving them, you know, to their credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would we expect? This right. is tough, mm-hmm. really tough. And and so um, we're we're here, of course, not to point fingers of blame, um, but for us to be able to learn some lessons from your journey as step parents and and being in a blended family. Um, I've had um, Ron Deal on the program before, who's an expert in um, step families and blended families, and uh, he runs um, Family Life Blended that's affiliated with Family Life Ministries out of Arkansas. And he talks about the ex-spouse-in-laws. <laughs> and so it's hard enough for us as the married couple to adjust to one another, to adjust to our blended family. It's hard enough for our children to adjust to being in this blended family, and now they have new siblings and new step-parents. And then um, that element that we kind of forget about but still has a profound influence on our home and our family, our new blended family, is what he calls the ex-spouse-in-law, the (laughs) ex-wife-in-law, the ex-husband-in-law. So it's your ex-spouse, but it's now your new spouse's (laughs) quote-unquote in-law. And everything that's happening in their family and their extended family and their circumstances and their finances and their household Mm -hmm. and their vacation plans and their emergencies ripples has a ripple effect into your household how how what kind of advice can you give us for coping with that i'll let derek take that one (laughs) (laughs) it's nice of you to share (laughs) so i'm asking for advice not necessarily for us to characterize anybody in particular But yes, um, ex-spouse-in-laws are, they do have a very strong presence in your home as well as their own mm-hmm. their own home, and vice versa when the child is in their home as well. Um, it seems that everyone has their way of raising a child or has a, a, uh, an opinion on how things should be done inside and outside their homes, especially when it pertains to that, ch- that child that you have together. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. Uh, they they can cause some discrepancies. And they can um, raise the temperature up a little bit in your house as well, because not everything you agree upon. Mm-hmm. And when they have say so, it's uh, it's something that whoever house is the child is staying in. It seems that both parents should take into consideration of what's being said on the outside and discuss it before applying it into the into the upbringing or to a situation that the child is in. So we, Ed and I try to discuss things more frequently now when we when a suggestion is being made outside the home. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, when I heard some things, um, you know, I got a little a little disturbed about it. But you know, I, I had to bring it to her to her attention that you know this is our house and this is how we should be raising raising our son, then we need to discuss this. And, you know, 
it's a good thing that um, God chose her because she agreed. She agreed. Most most women would not because they would just be on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ex-spousal laws do play a very very strong part in the upbringing of a child as well as the the rules and regulations within your home. Yeah, concerning yeah. the child. And part of the challenge, I imagine, Derek is. Um couples get divorced for a reason. <laughs> you know, if they were really good at problem solving together and communicating together, they might not have ended up divorced depending on the circumstances. So it really is even more difficult because this is a, this is something that has been challenging in the past in the other relationship, mm-hmm. but now we're expected to do it well uh, now that we're, we're divorced and now blended and dealing with new children. So really, um, really a, a challenge, right. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is a challenge. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll, when we come back, we'll talk more about um, if you could wave a magic wand and do things differently, (laughs) what would you do differently? I'm speaking with uh, Mr. and Mrs. uh, Derek uh, Burkhalter, Derek and Yvette Burkhalter, and they're sharing with us their journey uh, as step-parents and um, still kind of newlyweds, right? Right. Three-plus years. I I still like to think uh, I'm a newlywed after two and a half years, so... Um, certainly there's a lot of adjustment going on in the marriage relationship um, itself, as well as um, uh, dealing with step-parenting issues. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Stay with us. We'll be back. This is Denver's all-new 94.7 FM, The Word. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. Our children deserve the highest level of education in the safest learning environment possible. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with maximum locking protection while meeting all safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the best classroom protection. Take action today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to guardianprotect.com. That's guardianprotect.com. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The Alabama Supreme Court this afternoon says impeachment hearings can proceed against Governor Robert Bentley, who is fighting to stay in office amid fallout from an affair with a top aide that has followed him for over a year. The justices issued their ruling today. A circuit, church, a circuit court judge had blocked the hearings, which are scheduled to begin on Monday. The Associated Press has learned the FBI has been reviewing the handling of thousands of terrorism-related tips and leads received over the past three years to make sure they were properly investigated with no obvious red flags missed. The review follows attacks by people who were once on the FBI's radar but who in the past 12 months have been accused of violence in an Orlando, Florida nightclub on the streets of New York City and at a Florida airport. Sergio Garcia in the clubhouse with a four-stroke lead at the Masters. This is SRN News. 94.7 FM, The Word. Let's be honest. 
If you own a home and have not refinanced over the last year or two, there's probably something wrong. It may be a job loss or credit issues. Perhaps you've endured a foreclosure or bankruptcy. You may have even been turned down by your too-big-to-fail bank. Something likely went wrong to stop you from lowering your payment, paying off your credit cards, and saving thousands. Things do go wrong in life, but I swear to you, you can come back. I'm Brian Murphy, owner of Front Range Mortgage, a local Colorado-only mortgage team that's helped hundreds of homeowners to come back from problems in their past, lower their payments, and kill off bills that are dragging them down. We can help. We have dozens of options to help people come back from past problems, options your big bank does not have and will never tell you about. Call me and my local team for a painless five-minute conversation to bury the past and take your life back. Our number, 303-500-1900. That's 303-500-1900 or visit frontrangemortgage.com. NMLS number 378844, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. They came from every corner of the country small towns and big cities but they all shared one thing in common they belonged to a family called marines a tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred and still they come celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title marine It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back. My guests are Derek and Yvette Burkhalter, and we're talking about blended families or step families, and um, we'll kind of get into um, the language Mm -hmm. of step family versus blended family because I think that's a key insight Um, to think that we're blending. We're really not. (laughs) And we'll get into that. Uh, But before before we talk about blending versus other other possibilities with step families, uh, if you guys could, what would you do differently? Uh, Yvette, I'll put you on the spot first. If you could just wave your magic wand and press rewind, what would you do differently? I would have Derek and my son spend more time together because one of the things we learned in our blend, um, the smart step family curriculum is, is that the kids in the relationship, they're a year behind us. Mm. So we're on, we're in love. It's like, he's the one, (laughs) you know, butterflies and everything. And then our kids are just like, you know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so if I had a magic wand, Mm -hmm. I would do that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, um, we don't always introduce our children to our beloved right away. Anyway, it's really, at least I I think, especially mothers, Mm -hmm. we're protective in terms of not having our children just meet a random guy we're dating, but we wait until it's really serious. And so here we are, have been dating maybe six months to the point where we're in love and talking marriage and maybe we ought to introduce the kids <laughs> and yeah. so yeah they're they're behind for that reason alone plus just kind of we're spending all that time and having these deep conversations mm-hmm. and learning about one another but our kids haven't had that opportunity right. to make those connections uh, Derek what would you do differently if you could well I have to agree with Yvette uh, it's the 
You need to understand the, the child, the children, mm-hmm. is, is very important. Because we, we tend to, as you said, focus on one another. And we leave children out and thinking that they'll catch up and they'll like this person because I like them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. Children have a, mind, have a mind and they have feelings and emotions that are very strong when you're trying to blend the family together, as they so-called say. Because mm-hmm. so if you think about it, 90% of your disagreements is usually over the children. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, wow. So so spending more time together, and I, I think uh, what might be really helpful, I've never really heard anyone say this before, is even having some family therapy sessions yes. before you get married or as you're even talking about should we get married because it, as you guys both said it really is different dating versus living as a family and being that parenting fig, parent figure um it's it's a very different dynamic so right. to be able to talk that through it's not just you know let's go to the fair and buy some cotton candy you know <laughs> every weekend for mm-hmm. a couple hours with this you know my mom's new friend you right. know it's they're in that home and so to have some uh, an expert maybe facilitate some conversations and problem solve and anticipate some things that could come up might be really valuable yeah, yeah. so yeah. so one of the things you all have done since uh, hitting some of these stumbling blocks as newlyweds and a, a newly formed step family is you have um, uh, pursued uh, outside information. And one curriculum in particular we'll give a shout out to is the Smart right. Step Families by Ron Deal. He has a book, he has videos, he has mm-hmm. workbooks, they have conferences, and we'll talk about an, an event that's coming up uh, here in just a moment. But um, talk about how you got involved in step family ministry and the types of information that you pursued and the curricula that you pursued, uh, Yvette. Well, um, again, I, I was in the counseling department at our church. Mm-hmm. And um, my, well, let me step back. We went to premarital class mm-hmm. for our pastor to marry us. We, it was required of us. So in that premarital class, they only spend one session on blended family. Mm-hmm. So after getting married, of course, we realized that was not enough. Yeah. And so we went to our church and we said, you know, there should be blended a class just on blended families. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for people who've been married like 10, 15 years to, you know, take the baton and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. give us their wisdom. And then nobody kind of, no one stepped up. <laughs> so then our pastor, the head of the counseling department said, well, why don't you two do it since you want it so bad? Why don't you two do it? And we like, uh, we looked at each other and like, Okay, because we got so we got excited when we um, looked at Ron Deal's Smart Step Families. Mm-hmm. When we were looking at that in the in our living room, we're like, "Oh my goodness, we, I wish we had this." I wish, and we know of friends who are going through some troubles mm-hmm. in a blended family, so we wanted to tell them about it. So even though we weren't married for ten or fifteen years, we've got this information mm-hmm. that we want to pass out to our friends and to people at our church, and so that's how we started our ministry. Amen. Amen. So let's talk a little bit about uh, that uh, curriculum. Step smart spet. That's a tongue twister. She sells seashells by the seashore. I can say that. Speaking of the Brady Bunch, that's a <laughs> classic episode yes. where Cindy has a lisp, right? All right, right. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the the key lessons from that blended family curriculum called Smart Step Families, put out by Family Life Blended and Ron Deal. 
Um, let's go just back to the basics, blended family versus step family. Talk about this notion and maybe myth that we have of blending our families and what's what's actually the reality that's happening, uh, Yvette? Well, we always think that we wanted to put them, like Ron Deal would say, put everyone in a blender yeah. and just turn on the blender and we're, we're blended. <laughs> <laughs> but what you he chop off a chop, lot of fingers. Exactly and right. And, huh? But what Ron Deal was saying, well, why don't we look at it as a crock pot? And with a crock pot, you have so many different elements in there. You have potatoes and mm-hmm. meat and carrots and, be- and beans and stuff. And each one cooks in, the, in their own time. Mm-hmm. And that's how we have to look at a step family. Yeah. And that just really revolutionized what me and Derek thought. Yeah. And so I'm, I really encourage people to, to, um, use the curriculum because that really helps. Yeah. Yeah. That alone, uh, Derek, you know, I, I'm wondering who's the potato head in, in your crock pot. And <laughs> <laughs> who's that tough piece of meat, but it's a, just a great metaphor of uh, that. We're all different. Right. First of all, we're not just a bunch of uh, lentil beans in the pot and we're all uniform and similar and cook mm-hmm. at the same time, same size, same shape, same color. Um, we're, we're different potato, carrot, right. bean, uh, meat, different types of meats, yes. onions, and some are going to cook really quickly and some are going to take a long time to tenderize. And we're not trying to blend it all together. Right. We're still hoping everyone has their unique individual strengths and contributions and personalities. Uh, so how helpful was that concept for you personally, Derek, in, in your blended family with Yvette? Well, I was extremely glad that we came across this program. This this is something that we should have uh, should have been should have been teaching within the church. And if you, um, based on my my research, there's only three out of ten pastors that are aware of this mm. curriculum. Then the families has has now become the normal family, as some people would say, has now replaced the biological family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, marriages out of all out of a million marriages, sixty seven percent of those are blended families. Mm. So if we had material like this and understanding what a blended family is and what a step family is, we would understand the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Because as you mentioned earlier, uh, blended families, yes, you you throw everyone together and you blend them together, and everybody loses their own identity, and nobody's happy. Whereas with the step family, we take time in learning one another. That's why they say it's the crockpot method, because we know over a period of time, each individual will get to know each other and become more familiar and become more of a loving family instead of a family that's just thrown together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and just having that insight alone really makes all the difference. I think, uh, you know, we went to the language of blended family because Cinderella gave step family such a bad name, (laughs) Yes, you know. And so we just didn't think we should use that term step family, step kid, you know. And so some whoever came up with blended family. Uh, But words have power. The the connotation of blending really kind of defeats the purpose of of what we're trying to do. So um, my husband and I took the the Smart Step Family uh, workshop with you and Derek at our church. And that if I could say any one thing that that helped the most, it was that concept that it really a step family is a crock pot not a blender and that that alone that just let everyone kind of evolve in their own time give them space 
and time and don't turn up the heat too fast, right? right? (laughs) Just let them kind of ease into it. And it could take more than just a year or two. It it could take their whole childhood growing up in your family and not until they Mm -hmm. are adults and maybe have their own families do they really appreciate and kind of warm up to their step-parent. I think another real important thing to factor into the equation is how many um, step families are on their second or third marriages. And to think if if families had this information, maybe that the second time around where Mm -hmm. they were remarrying uh, or that first time they were remarrying, they may have been able to make it work if we if we know that a lot of the conflict centers around the the parenting. Exactly. Yeah. So were there any other great um, tips that you got from that curriculum um, pertaining to some of the challenges that you all had? For example, um, um, discipline and authority and even family rituals and holidays. Any other kind of helpful stuff came out of that, Yvette, the curriculum that were great takeaways? Um, I just really thought that I didn't have to consider the older ki- adult kids because uh, um, yeah. Derek does have an adult daughter. And I didn't know that, yeah, it affects them, too. And we're talking about traditions and her, you know, having her daddy, I don't want to call daddy, but I mean, he mm-hmm. calls her baby girl, yeah. you know, that's, you know, her, she's baby girl. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then you, I you thought you were baby girl, I thought, but, you know, <laughs> but you know, and, and, and they have a relationship and I just didn't, I just, well, they're adults, so I shouldn't mm. have to worry about that, but they still need their parents, mm. no matter how older you get, you still, and there was a time that she, that, you know, she needed her father and I, and I had to understand that and so Mm -hmm. that was the takeaway about i just figured i didn't have to worry about adult kids yeah yeah but um you're you're so right our relationships evolve Mm -hmm. and they may not need us day to day like they used to but that probably makes the holidays even more significant in a blended family and a step family for the adult children because they've had their whole lifetime of this is how we do christmas in our family but you've got you and your son have your own rituals and expectations and that's kind of how you started out um the interview is talking about the expectations Mm -hmm. if we can change our expectations and maybe make them extremely low. That probably right, would be that helpful. Would help. <laughs> and then more realistic based on good information, that, like the information we find with the Smart Step Families curriculum. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about a, a really exciting event that you and Derek are, are hosting at our church. But it's occurring all over the country right. via live stream. And they also have a live uh, face-to-face event in mm. Little Rock, Arkansas, coming up in um, just a, a couple of weeks. Um, called blended blended and blessed and so when we return we'll we'll learn more about blended and blessed put on by family life blended um in just a moment stay with us this is Denver's all-new 94.7 FM, The Word. Schools can no longer afford not to invest in a professional, evidence-based, advanced safety education training program. It's the single most important decision and investment a school administrator will ever make in their professional career. When all else fails, training and preparation are the only things that will increase your chances of survival in a violent incident such as an active shooter or active terrorism. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based, advanced training programs tailored to your 
your needs. While there are many basic training programs largely based on opinion and emotion, SSI Guardian is the only advanced training program of its type with an accredited continuing education unit or CEU issued by an accredited university. SSI Guardian has set the new standard in advanced safety education by providing evidence-based advanced training and solutions to learning institutions, faith-based and professional organizations. To learn more, call SSI Guardian today at 877-878-5800 or visit guardianprotect.com. To learn more about living well with Dr. Peg, visit drpegradio.com. And now, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. And if you need support with your change and transformation goals, check out my book, Do Something Different for Change, or one of my personal transformation retreats. Go to drpegradio.com for more information. My guests are Derek and Yvette Burkhalter. And uh, Derek and Yvette, thanks so much for being on the program. Yvette here in the studio and Derek by telephone. Again, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So let's talk about the Blended and Blessed um, conference that's coming up. It's a live stream event. Uh, There's a live event in Little Rock, Arkansas, and everyone else who's not in Arkansas can Mm -hmm. still tap in either with a group, with their church, at home. Uh, Talk about what that event is and the event that you all are hosting at Colorado Christian Fellowship in Aurora, Colorado, and then how people can tap in if they're outside of the Denver metro area. Well, um, you can go to um, blendedandblessed.com, and we're hosting it at, as you said, Colorado Christian Fellowship. And you can look for the – once you go on the website, they'll have a list of host homes and churches. And so you can look for your state – and then from there, look for your local community, and there'll be a list. And so if you look in Colorado, you would see Colorado. There's three. I think there's three um, churches that are doing it. And then, of course, people are welcome to do it in their home. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to go to a church, but you have a few of your family and friends who are blend- or blended family, you can go online and have it set up that way from your home mm-hmm. via the, the web. And is there a cost associated with no, the No, there isn't. It's free. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. So at Colorado Christian Fellowship in Aurora, you'll everyone will gather at the church. You, do you have to pre-register? It's good that you do, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Okay, mm-hmm. just so you can anticipate yes. how many people right. are coming. Mm-hmm. So everyone will gather at the church or whatever location uh, is hosting the event and watch it on the screen, the screen. through the Internet. Right. And I assume there'll be breaks and yes. opportunities to interact with the facilitators. Right. Okay, wonderful. And so, again, listeners, go to blendedandblessed.com uh, to get more information about where the event is being held and hosted in your area. And if you live in the Denver metro area, we'd love to see you at Colorado Christian Fellowship right. uh, for the Blended and Blessed live stream event. So what will be some of the topics that they'll be t- discussing and, and, the, any, and, and the presenters? Well, um, there's going to be five um, sessions, mm-hmm. and um, I'll, I'll just—I won't name all of the presenters, but right. I, I know Ron Deal will be there. Right. And he's the author of Smart Step Families. Um, there's going to be a couple. Their name is um, Gil and Brenda Stewart, and they created the curriculum Restored and Remarried. Mm. So they will be presenting. And I was surprised, but Sandy Patty oh. is going to be there. For the, some of you who know, she's a contemporary gospel yeah. singer. Um, I didn't know she was in a blended family. Um, so she'll be with her husband. And I hope I'm not butchering his last name, but his name is Don Pasillas. Okay. Hope. So so I'm excited to see what Sandy has to say, what she has to share, because I'm a fan. Yeah. And, um, and there's some other um, couples and speakers, too. 
Um, and I believe the topics are going to be broad because there's some things that I, I'm going to be, I don't know what they're going to talk about, mm-hmm. but I, some of these people I've heard speak before. Okay. So, and I, I, and I just know that, um, Ron is going to be great and it's going to be an amazing event. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage people to attend. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I won't be able to attend. I'm in a two day training that I've been waiting to participate in literally for two years. Oh. Every time they offer it, I'm all, I'm already committed. So this time I'm finally able to go. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it means I can't be at, at this live event. So I'll, I'm hoping you'll take good notes. I will. Me. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Well, you say that the event is not just for married couples, right? It's for singles with children who hope to be married um, yes. one day. Say more about that. Well, it, I mean, it's for anybody who wants to get married and they know that once they do get married, they're going to be in a blended mm-hmm, family. Mm-hmm. Don't do what me and Derek have done and so many of our <laughs> friends have done. Get married and then like, uh-oh, you know, just be prepared. So if you go in there as a single person with the idea, like, I want to be married, please, please, please mm-hmm. go to this live streaming event. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's so important to be healthy and whole as an individual, exactly. full-grown adult, healed and delivered before we even think about getting married. Yes. And how much more so when we have already have children. So it's not just about us being married and having mm-hmm. a spouse. It's a parent, another parent figure for your, your children. Right. And so it's so critically important. Well, in, in our remaining time, I want to talk about uh, how important it is to have a strong marriage at the center of a healthy step family. Um, I, I, when I talk to singles, I always tell them work on yourself, right? Get yourself healthy and whole. And we could have a whole show on that. Yes. So once you're that healthy, whole person who has been blessed to find your mate that the, that you prayed for, that the Lord <laughs> sent for you, not the one you picked, but the right. Lord, one the Lord picked for you, then we have to not neglect that marriage relationship. Uh, so Derek, talk, talk some about, um, the, in your view, the importance of keeping the marriage strong at the center. And what do you all do uh, to enhance your relationship as a couple? Well, Peggy, you just hit the key point. Um, work on yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, once, you, once you heal yourself from the old wounds, and sometimes it takes longer than you expected, or even during the time that you're married. But it's a, the main point of it is that you start realizing, you know, how much you've been wounded, and sometimes you carry baggage from one relationship to another. And the person in the new relationship usually gets the blunt of what you're carrying from mm-hmm. the previous relationship. So that's that's one key point. Another key point is for you, for, for both the man and the woman, to spend time together, talking together, learning about each other, um, taking walks, go on vacations together. Um, Yvette and I, we, we used to um, pray together a lot. But she's been busy and I've been busy, so <laughs> things have fell off a little bit. But still, uh, we still get together and we talk. We have Bible studies as frequently as we can. And we um, work together as a team. And definitely keep the communication lines open, even when you're upset about something that was, that was done or something that you um, see that's being done within the house. Go, with your, go to your mate and... Talk about it behind closed doors, not in front of the kids, mm-hmm. so you don't get that wrong impression. But discuss it and discuss it calmly. But be open and be free mm-hmm. in explaining your point in order to make things work. Because we can't guess how someone else is feeling. So therefore, we have to uh, we have to lower our shields and uh, 
make ourselves very vulnerable. Yeah. Well, we sometimes expect our spouse to read our mind, right? But we really have to cultivate that discipline of sharing, being vulnerable, as you, as you said, being um, letting your guard down and having regular conversation that's not only and just about the kids, right? Because right? that's the trap I think even uh, biological original right. families fall into mm-hmm. in marriages, making it all about the kids, and then we're out of balance in our relationship. Um, you said a whole lot there, Derek. Um, our pastor, Apostle Phil Smith, always um, refers to marriage as lifelong deliverance. So <laughs> we can get as much healing as we think we need to be qualified to be married, you know, a healthy, whole individual now I'm qualified to be married on <laughs> Healthy Whole. But then we realize in close, intimate relationship with our partner, there's a lot of rough right. edges still there, a lot of selfishness. Um, that That's something the Lord is dealing with me on every day is, you know, uh, the coping strategies that I perfected to survive my mm-hmm. childhood and my life are now counterproductive in a in an right. intimate marriage relationship. And so it's lifelong deliverance. Uh, but you said some key things, and uh, I'd be interested in uh, your opinions, uh, your thoughts on these things, Yvette. He talked about teamwork, working right. as a team, that you're not competing against each other. Right. You're for each other. You're, you're in this thing uh, together. together as a team. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to take sides in a, in a um, step-family relationship mm-hmm. in the marriage of my kids, my, you know, and depending whose house you, you moved into. <laughs> right. And if you didn't buy something new uh, when you first got married, sometimes <laughs> there's like, territorial kinds of things. and. Yeah. Bank accounts and, right. you know, everything. You have to remember there is no I in team. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and that just making that time for conversation. Um, and then I heard you say, Derek, and, and now you're accountable because you said it on the radio, praying together. Right, right, right. <laughs> How, what does that mean to you, Yvette, as a wife? What does that mean to you to get covered and washed in the word by your husband, who's your priest. I'm telling you, that turns a woman on (laughs) when you're a Christian woman, when your man says, we are going to pray, Mm -hmm. stop everything. We're going to pray. And I I just, I just, I just feel like you said covered. Mm -hmm. I feel protected Mm -hmm. because that's his role. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You hear that, Derek? Taking notes. (laughs) Your wife said that turns her on. Don't miss that. (laughs) He's going to be like, Lord Jesus. He's going to start praying over the air right now. (laughs) So you also said another key thing, Derek, about um, when you're having disagreements or when you're trying to work things out, especially around parenting concerns behind closed doors. Uh, How important is that event? We agree on that. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want. The kids should not have to see that. Mm-hmm. If they could see us disagreeing in a very calm way, I think that's good for kids to see how 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 do you communicate healthily? How do you communicate when you disagree in a yes. healthy way? Yes. that's good. But if if my my emotions are going and his emotions are going, we we kind of know, and we know this is something we need to do mm-hmm. behind closed doors. Amen. And I, again, I think that's true with any family, right, not just exactly. step families. So we have less than a minute. Uh, what are some of the rewards that you've experienced being in a step family? Derek, I'll let you go first, and we just have about a minute. Um, well, some of the rewards. Uh, when we go on vacations together as a family, yeah. there are times where we, we do enjoy each other's company, and that's the, the man, the woman, and the children. Um, sometimes in the house, you start to see things pull together. When when the child feels more comfortable and coming up to the step-parent and expressing his 
his or her feelings and their troubles and what they're going through. Yeah, amen. So those are those are wonderful rewards. I'm sure you mm-hmm. would agree, right. uh, Yvette. Um, Derek and Yvette Burkhalter, thank you so much for being my guest today. Just a pleasure to have you all on the show. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you, Peggy. You're welcome. Thanks so much, Derek. Um, listeners, make sure you tune in every Saturday from 1 to 2 Mountain for Living Well with Dr. Peg and go to drpegradio.com to find out more about my book and my retreats and to get a link to the Blended and Blessed uh, live stream event coming up. My name is Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you every week by SSI Guardian. To listen to previous episodes, learn more about Dr. Peg's mental health and safety workshops, or to register for an upcoming VIP personal transformation retreat, visit drpegradio.com. You can also purchase Dr. Peg's books, Do Something Different for a Change, and Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love, and Loss I Learned from My Dog, online at drpegradio.com. And remember to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 94.7 The Word FM for Living Well with Dr. Peg. Want to know everything Christian that's going on in Denver? Log on to krks.com today.